What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Addicted Hunting Podcast. I'm Sean Keller. Uh, Cliff Salee. Andrew Thompson. Marlon, I'm back. Marlon's back. back. All right, today we are going to talk about a sensitive subject to, I'm sure, many out there. We're going to talk about pay-to-play, and uh, what I mean by that is we're talking about private timber companies charging uh, the public to enter their... uh, Timberlands to hunt Um, and And how it's affected our lives positively and negatively. We got uh, the best of both worlds here. Um, (laughs) Marlon is a hardcore advocate. He buys a permit every year and he loves it. And I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't know how I feel about it, but we're going to kind of have a conversation. And we really would like to know how this has affected you guys out there. So definitely please... Let us know in the comments below uh, how pay-to-play has affected you. And this isn't just happening here in the Northwest. It's starting to happen across the Midwest and down South from what I've heard and, yeah. and read. So uh, this affects almost everybody nationwide. And even the whitetail guys on the East side, they're used to just paying for leases yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It not, it's not necessarily a, a timber company that they're buying a lease from, but a farmer yeah, or whatnot. Branches. So this kind of applies to everybody in a sense, but we're going to kind of focus on uh, the timber companies here in the Northwest and how they've affected us uh, with our hunting and accessing uh, lands that essentially we've, it's been open for us Dude, to hunt for spoiled. free for so many years. We've been spoiled. Cause you look at the guys like, like down in Texas, try to find anywhere to hunt down in Texas that you're not going to pay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's I, very little public not, land Yeah, there. that's Texas. But here's the thing is we've just been spoiled. So we've been, we've had the advantage of being able to go out on private land for X amount of time. Now, this is where it gets to the bad part is that there's been people that have abused it and I, I feel like that's why they've gone to it. Like, I mean, if I own something, it'd be the same thing. Like if somebody, like I don't want people in my yard, but if somebody was to pay to play, like they want to come in first off, like I was saying earlier before the podcast is like, I know they're not going to mess with anything. They paid to be there. I would think that they're responsible enough that if they're going to give me money to be on my property, they're probably not going to mess anything up. Yeah, the, the strong majority. Yeah, because there's been, I know, like, I was doing some research on it before we really got into this, because I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I'm, I'll try to find pockets of public land um, and, and hunt those. But, so I, I don't really care too much, and I guess, until it affects me, because I've never been, I didn't have areas that were lost due to this. So here, so, but it has affected you in a sense that, when they do pay to play and they mm-hmm. only allow certain amount of permits, all those guys that w- they refuse, go refuse to buy those permits are going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then in return, that affects the guys that were hunting uh, public land, state land, for sure, uh, national forest. So, I mean, it, it affects you regardless. True. Um, and some people would affect them positively. I mean, yeah, I, I see a lot of positive things about it. At first, I was really upset because I got kick pretty much pushed out of land that I grew up hunting. Right. And I, I didn't, I never even hunted national forest or state land, uh, maybe a tiny bit of state yeah. land, but I only hunted warehouse or timberland, you know, not to name drop. I mean, we got a, there's a, all the timber companies are yeah. kind of resorting to that around here. Yeah. But, uh, third Western timbers thinking about it. Yeah. And it will get into that. Cause yeah. that, I mean, I, I see pros and cons of that also, but you know, all that land that I grew up hunting, for since I was nine years old till I think the first year they went to pay to play, I was 21. Yeah. So 
you know? Yeah, it's been a while now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a, a lot of years. And then all of a sudden, I'm thrown into the wolves to go... <laughs> Go find, go something, find new. something go new, find some and which land. that's again, that's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Because I, oh, yeah. I broadened my horizon. I went out and I figured out how to do it in different areas. So, yeah. you know, that's that's another well, technically, positive. You just chose not to pay. You're, you're right. There you go. That that is a good point. Yeah. I, I know, actually, I I just chose to pay and continue to pay in the area that I've hunted for a really, really, really long time, and it's to me, it's like been nothing but amazing. Because it's turned an area that originally, and you've hunted the same area back in the day, used to just be hundreds upon hundreds of road hunters just cruising patch. the roads. And it's now it's made it like a legitimate, it's like a hunting, it's back to what it should be. It's like a hunting area. There's only hunters, hunters in there, guys that actually care about hunting, not all these freaking fat dudes rolling in the roads with their freaking beers and cigarettes. <laughs> and it, dude, it's. And, dude, I will say another thing, too, is, like, you now, like, I used to see garbage in I picked up garbage in there all the freaking time before it went to pay to play. Yep, yep. There is no garbage in there now. None. At all. And I... And that's a test to what Cliff's saying. Like, people, when you're paying for something, it gives it more, like, a little bit of ownership to you. Like, yeah. it's... You got skin in the game, so you care about where you're at. You know, in our public lands all over the place, like, regardless of what we want to say or not are destroyed absolutely i agree it's horrible and so warehouser what are they supposed to do dude they own so it's an investment for them that they've bought you know what do we would we rather them just freaking log it all and just build houses all over every single piece of it or would we let rather than let us turn it in let us continue to hunt it and you know they may not manage it very well and all that kind of crap but at least they're allowing sportsmen and hunter to use their land they could be like, stay the hell off of it. Nope. They could be like, store all's rock pit and be like, check out all these badass bass ponds that we built, but no one can fish them. Yep. We well, need to bleep that out because and that's for crazy. every. I guess for every action, there's a reaction, and yes, like the warehouser land has gotten better. It's cleaner. Uh, there's a lot less people using it, or the proper people using it, for that matter. But that also pushed those people that were abusing the privilege again onto public lands and now i'm noticing even more right. garbage on yep. public lands and that sucks and it, there's got to be like some stricter enforcement like out there to help that but i, I they're just going to shut it down eventually they'll shut it down there's so many places like where they've they've dug out the roads and everything i mean because i know you've seen them like we all have they're just going to make it to where we can't get back in there like that's I just what it's want to do. Have you guys ever seen those YouTube videos where that guy sits there and he says like, he's like got the sign in front of him and it says like, change my mind. Yeah. Have you seen those videos? Uh, like, I, I want to do that. I want to sit at like a warehouser gate or a, a forest land gate and be like, pay to play is the way to go. Change my mind. Because I can give you an argument for every single reason why. Like, it's it should be that way. Yeah. Because it makes people care. I agree. But it you don't makes, want... all. It makes people care. But it, I think it, the public land should be treated the same way, too. I mean, but it's not. That's the bad part is the people... In, it shouldn't take paying to play to make people care, though. I mean, I, I, as sad as that is, like, I understand, like, you know, you're paying money, you're investing. Public lands are... You should you should invest in public lands as well. I, mean, I absolutely are, agree, but lands. the sad reality is it doesn't happen. The it thing doesn't. is, is I don't want our country to turn into like 
Europe where yeah. there is no public lands and only the rich people can hunt. Yeah. That's that's the only thing is I don't just like with these gun laws, like these little tiny gun laws are coming up and it's just like stepping stones for them to one of these days eventually take it all away. Yeah. I don't want this to be the next stepping stone, them to just keep uh, making us pay so we're all of a sudden like, you know, the middle and low class can't even afford to hunt. Right. That's what scares me. It, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I, this is kind of on a tangent, but, you know, we're talking about... Uh, the trash issue, right? Yeah. So I have this idea. I wanna, I wanna try with addicted hunting. And guys, let me know. I'm, I'm gonna do a post on our Facebook and Instagram and see what you got, how you guys feel about this. But I wanna start a rendezvous, like get the whole group together, meet in a different forest location every year. I dig it. And we're gonna do like a trash cleanup and just everybody show up. And I'm, there's, I'm sure there's groups out there doing this yeah. now, but. Maybe yeah. help. I don't know of any, but hey, it's a why great not? Idea. Yeah, help pick up pick up the forest. So maybe you know we're putting a little bit of a dent in it and helping the cause. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I'm out there, it doesn't matter. Like if I'm miles deep, like if I see like it doesn't matter if it's a balloon. And and I always I always have this weird thought in my mind. I'm like, if I pick that up and throw it in my pack, like I'll, tell you, guys, I'll tell you guys right now, I'm a spiritual dude. Like I believe in God and all that. I'm like. Well, God reward me for doing this, you know, and like there's bigger crap that's going on that worry about about me and picking up a damn balloon. Yeah. But I'm still gonna pick it up. I'm gonna throw in my pack. Like, dude, I did it uh, the last weekend. I picked up garbage in the bottom of the canyon. Yeah, like, I do was, that all. It was the time, one yeah. can, but it was like, especially when I'm in like places deep, like especially when we're shed hunting and stuff a lot, and you're yeah. just hiked in yeah. deep, and you find just a. a one that ran, I always pick it up. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, that's one piece of garbage that's not going to be there for 20 years. I'm freaking taking it. Oh, and I believe in karma. Like, yeah. I mean, not only are you doing a good thing, but I feel like kind of going on what Cliff's saying, like, you keep doing these good things and you're going to be rewarded. Find giant sheds for every piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, you everybody out there. Yeah, yeah that's a trick. The more <laughs> garbage, the more garbage, garbage yep. you find big sheds. Well, yeah, because you're looking at the ground the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, back on, on, on topic. Here we go. So, and another issue I have with it. So, and I don't know how correct my resources are or how true they are, but so back in the day, I don't know if it, I think it was like the 1950s or maybe earlier. A lot of the land... 41. I looked at it today. It was granted. 1941. Okay, well, a lot of the land was given to the timber companies uh, from the federal government to boost the economy, timber sales and whatnot. And so I don't know what the acreage is or what, you know, how many acres were were allotted. But that right there, they, they granted these timber companies all this land that used to be public land and then now they're charging us to use that land yeah. you know 50 or 70 years later it's that that hurts me a little bit too so that's like one of the which which i can you know being that it is you know they own that property like i understand like i understand you know if you owned a piece of property and people were wanting to use it i understand the charging people the thing but it was public for this long, and then all the you know all of a sudden, just boom, we're just gonna start charging. Well, it was never public though. Uh, no, not public. Sorry, it was private. They allowed yeah. us access to that land. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these, you know, they took it away. For a 
for, for a good reason. For, yeah. for valid reasons. Their I, equipment I was getting that. vandalized. Dude, the, the trash. There's I mean, so much. There was millions of, of dollars. You saw the original statements and stuff they were putting mm. out of like the amount of money they were losing and timber was getting stolen yeah. and all sorts of crazy stuff, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine having to try to manage that much land. Like, yeah. I mean, imagine like think about managing your yard and then times that by like a, a billion, billion. Exactly. trillion. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like. Dude, I get I get where you guys come from from it, but I just always look at it from like a logical perspective, you know. And I just I'm not into like feel good politics and stuff. I look at it from a logical perspective. And those guys have a business that they're running that employs millions of people. Probably they're yep. you know they mm -hmm. have you know it's I don't know what the decisions that drives it. And I think I think it would help if they did more for sportsmen. You know what would be nice is if why you know. Manage the land correctly, at least at the bare freaking minimum. Start like, burning slash fires. Yeah, clean. Get rid of the tansy and the damn. And I'm not cuts. singling out any of these timber companies. I'm just saying, like suggestions. Suggestions, like yeah. dude, like there's definitely some things that could be done or work with sportsmen to. You know, there's area. You know, I feel like some areas need to be preserved. Like one of the areas that I hunt, it's like, dude, they don't. They leave nothing. They leave nothing, dude. It's like. Once a tree gets to a certain size, boom! It get, I mean, it, the whole freaking lot gets cut. They plant new ones, and you're, it's just like then they wait for the next little pack of them to freaking grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't leave any, and I feel they like need it, to manage it a little bit better. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like God. Why not leave like <laughs> leave one acre of the big, <laughs> let it grow, and keep one acre or something? You know what I mean? Like, well, and well, I don't that's know actually happening because they're it, restricted by. I can't remember the agency, but they're restricted the by. Feds, dude, this year just jumped in in October. There's like this. Something crazy about the word dusty. I'm gonna like, stop real quick and let everyone out there listening, please take everything that we say on this podcast with a grain of salt and not, not as true freaking facts. Yeah. We're we not experts. experts. We're just talking about things that we may have heard That's or may have point. seen online or whatever. So we're just chatting, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't good take call, this Marla, serious. So there's this there's this frog. It's some like dusky something. It seems like everything that's endangered's name is dusky. <laughs> <laughs> so. So there's this frog, it's like somewhere in the south, and like they're kind of up in arms about it right now because the feds have stepped in over Weyerhaeuser and said that this is this area needs to be protected. You guys can't do anything in here. So like I don't know where that's gonna go. Like I just this just came up in October. I was just kind of thumbing through some stuff today before we, we came in here because like I'm not even gonna claim that I'm educated on the whole like pay to play. Because I just, I don't pay. Like, I'll go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But I, I did read that today, and I thought that was pretty interesting that, like, some people are, are like, up in arms about it. It's yeah. like, how can they do that? It's private and this and that. So, for me, originally, when I first started doing it, it was like, I just wanted to know. And I kind of wanted to know how many people were in there. I wanted to know, like, okay, yeah, 300 permits get bought, but how many people are actually hunting in this area? And what I found out really quickly on the first year was you pretty much had the most giant freaking area of land to yourself. Like there's guys in there, but like, I mean, I, in my area, I have like seven trail cameras set up all over the place and got one picture of one dude, you know, like you have just all this land to yourself. And, and then like when predator hunting comes, there's no one, no one's in there. Dead. There's just no one hunting. So Whereas public land, I go with you and it's like, oh yeah, you're like, let's go hunting. And I know you kill shit on public land. It's, and lots of people do, but it's like, we roll up to the gate and I, we get out and I'm like, 
dude, I would never even stop here. I would roll right freaking by. There was like six <laughs> trucks parked. I'm like, you know, and then I'm going in my area, and I, I will sometimes hunt and hike and drive, you know, be hunting all day and never see a person. Never see one guy. And that's during modern firearm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. So, like, you, that's why you pay to play. You know, I don't think all the pay-to-play areas are like that, and obviously I spend a lot more time than the average guy, you know, so. Well, and the cool thing about the pay-to-play, too, and with Warehouser is they allow you to access it 365. Yes. And, and, yeah, there and you benefits. also get to cut two cords of firewood. Yeah, so I was going to talk about some of those other benefits. So, like, the wood, I take the wood every year, which is amazing. You get two cords of firewood. Mm -hmm. So it's like you pay for the permit, but do you really pay for it? No, because you, you just paid for your fire. Two cores of woods. Yeah. The, some other cool things that they did this year too, which I took advantage of, was especially because he'd been hunting area forever. They did a guest permit. So like, if I had a buddy, it was like, dude, I want to go fill a deer tag. I'm like, oh, that's easy. Let's go here buy a guest permit. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't find out about that till this year, and yeah. I thought that was a pretty I didn't cool. Even little know I mean, imagine that. if you were mm -hmm. on the elk. Like, imagine if all your buddies were on the elk. You know, because I have lots of buddies that buy the permits in the mm -hmm. elk areas. And it's like you could just buy buddies' permits and be filling elk tags if you're on them good. Well, and, and another point, like when you killed your bull this year, like you were calling everybody to come help you, but you could only call people with the permit. Yep. So, I mean, and that's, that's a little that's a little <laughs> sketchy and dicey. Yeah, that's that's tough, you know, especially yeah. if you solo hunt a lot, you know. Like Marlon does a lot of solo hunting and, you know, you kill a I mean, big, I would have got it out of there. It just would have sucked. Yeah. But – my little Toyota would have just smashed down that road and ran over all those trees. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the warehouser permit the first year because uh, I want I kind of wanted to test out and see how it was and and it it was pretty awesome. Uh, like Marlon said, there was a lot less people in there. I mean, I can't complain. I filled all my tags in like the first three days, so like Dude, the hunting was amazing. This is the this last year was the first year in all the like I bought the. The permit now for six or seven years this was the first year i had shot a deer yeah that's crazy so six that's years in a row did, i've shot not that you didn't have the chance oh i passed on deer in there this year yeah, yeah. i did I now you on. ask you ask anybody around here the average hunter how many deer did you pass up on this year and what are they gonna say too many but, oh, no, yeah. but like the average hunter what are they gonna say It'd be like you saw a spike. You didn't shoot it. Yeah, it was legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like that that's old school. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's that's what's so cool about it is not only the trophy potential that comes with it. Like, dude, we're six years in, right? Or, or however many years it is. I don't even know how many years. It yeah, is. seven years. Seven, but I think, yeah. dude, you have animals that don't have to worry because you cannot tell me like that. Let's we'll use the for example. That poaching was not pro like just super big that is in that area. That's a very good positive yes. to this. Is that anywhere next amazing. to like a big city? Yep. Mm -hmm. That has access that quick. I do, agree dude. With poaching, that. ridiculous. You know but, it was. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Not just then, there, but you know, oh, many yeah. of our local spots for that, sure. You know yeah. that that suffered severely. I mean, you put a gate on a road and make people get a key. You know, you're you're gonna decrease the po uh, poaching significantly yeah well and lot. i've seen that on public land public where they did too. gate it yeah and the amount of animals in there is abundant i mean i love seeing gates i'm not gonna lie i love seeing gates I'm yes a fan of i'm gates. not afraid to walk i just don't want to <laughs> yeah. see them gate off an area that's a hundred square miles Down because you can't <laughs> access it like 
Yeah. I, I'm okay with, you know, gating off like yeah. 20 square, have, square have miles. Have a main road go through. Yeah, where yeah. you can access it somewhat, Absolutely. you know. I mean, I'm not afraid to put 20 miles on my feet in a day. And I know, I know you guys aren't. I know you guys aren't. But, so, that, you know, that's kind of like one of those things that's on the fence there. But uh, I like gates. That's, yes. That's that's my big my big uh, snafu with the pay-to-play is, you know, when I, when I used to hunt archery, you know, back before – they they shut it down to or to just to pay to pay, pay to play is we used to just hike back in there and we'd be all by ourselves. Yep. You know you you get three to four miles off the main line and you were all by yourself. You didn't run into nobody during archery season. And I remember that first year um, I was hunting some lands near it and I was able to glass down there and there was quite a few trucks just driving around yep and it was and they're driving around in 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 prime elk country where i used to I and mean, you could it wasn't road hunting but we would we would just ride our bikes and bugle ride yep. our bikes and bugle ride our bikes and bugle and until we found one and that was how we that's how we were successful and then you get pickup trucks and people in there and it pressures the animals. The, the, I mean. pre- the pressure is what drove, you know, that, that's about, honestly, that's my only complaint. You know, Marlon's made some really good points. You know, I'm not, I'm not all against the pay to play, but I think the pressure that they put on them made the hunting in, in, specifically in my area a lot harder for, for a guy who was going to buy that permit. I wasn't going to buy it. I never have bought it. I've just always hunted public land. Not that, you know, when I did hunt Warehouser, it wasn't public. You know, it was private, but it was accessible. Yes. And uh, that's about my only complaint is, you know, during archery season is when they give out these keys and allow people to drive in there. It it puts a lot of pressure on those elk. Well, and I want to touch on a couple other things. So, Again, I, I'm kind of I, I sway both ways. I see a, a I, I see like a, swing both ways. He bats yeah, from both sides yeah, of the plate. Yep. <laughs> I'm a, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> Amphibious. I wish I, I wish I could shoot a bow left hand. I've shot Lonnie's a couple times and it's really weird. But who knows? You know, what if I like mess something up where I can't draw with my right arm? Like maybe Mouth I have to start become shooting. A nah. But uh. Another cool thing is that it, we've noticed that they allow more access in the early season with the per, with the permits rather than before. Like they would always shut down the early season to fire danger, and they still do it a little bit, but they're more lenient. And uh, it's been, I think, fire danger has to be a little more extreme now for them to shut it down because they have all these guys paying to access yeah. that land. And they they make sure like that like we were talking earlier too is that that you have to have the fire extinguisher you have to have the shovel a pulaski like you have to have certain things with you at all times which is good versus before uh, where which got, everybody should have that in their rig yeah. if they're out in the woods mm-hmm. regardless Dude, that time of the year september when it is drier than a popcorn fart like you better have something to like put a fire out yeah absolutely well you know and you're driving down grassy roads and you're what your yeah. muffler is really right hot like yeah you could start a fire yeah. so Brakes, easily mufflers you know you spark a rock Who's, yeah. threw, who's throwing a rock and sparked it in your... Yeah, I see that one. Anything, yeah. Rock sparked. Yeah. So that is sure. a that is a cool thing that they are allowing a, a little bit more access in the early season. But, like, another thing that worries me, too, is, like... And, and it's probably not so 
so much nowadays as it used to be. But like a lot of families rely on wild game to feed their families, True. and and you know lower income people can't afford to to spend the three four hundred dollars for a permit every year. And I I feel for those people. So what is it currently for a permit? I have no I have no clue what it is right now. It's, it depends on what area. It, yeah, I know each one, each one each varies. One yeah. yeah. So, but I remember I when it was 250 I can't remember. When you first started paying for it, how much was it? It was, it was fairly cheap. It was, it was like cheap. 150 bucks yeah, or something. Yeah. But every year it gets more expensive. And when, does this, and, and when does it stop? Exactly. So that kind of worries me is, is when is it going to get so expensive that like it should no worry one. you because you don't pay to play. Well, it does I, I, might, I might do it someday. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah dude, I'm not going to lie. That gets annoying. And then they also the increase. Like yeah. they'll, they'll increase. They, the first year I hunted the area that I hunt, it was 150 bucks, and they let 250 people in there. And then now it's, I'm pretty sure it's 250. It might be 300. And they allow more. And they had a lot three hundred and fifty. So, you know, here's the other thing, and I will start giving a few of the negative things that I found just this year. So they, when they have active logging operations, they leave the gates wide the f open, and these oh, timber man. companies can say whatever they want, but the security guards are not rolling around in there. They're just not. In There's one years, to cover a million miles. They're just not much. in there. So like during late. The first two days of late buck, which is like the season that I most look forward to in there, which is when you do the best in there, they have the gates wide the F open, and I see, I'm rolling through there, and I'm like, why the F am I seeing so many effing people in here? I'm like, it's a Thursday. I'm like, there's never this many people. Gates are wide open. And so I start paying attention, and none of these mother effers have permits, and they're hanging in their windows. And there was just dudes all over in there hunting. I would be pissed. Because the gates were wide open. Yep, and they know they're not going to get, I mean, the chance of them getting caught yeah. is very low. And so yeah. you just paid the, whatever So I was paid. pissed about that. I sent them an email and was, like, complaining like a mother effer about that. Yeah. So another thing that I noticed this year is I'll be, like, coming out, and, like, there'll be, like, a couple guys in front of me or whatever. I'll be like, oh, I'll just get the gate for you, man, because they'll have opened it or whatever. And I'll go to close it, and they ha wouldn't, they're not using the recreation lock. They're using, like, another one, like a freaking DNR lock or something like that. So there's guys that aren't buying their permits that are in there using those locks. Like, they're getting in there some other way. Yeah. And not they're not buying recreation permits. So there's just more. I think there's more than 350 people going into that area oh, I so that. i i got a question for you how so over the years that you've been buying them how many times have you been checked by a security guard twice, twice. And it was in the exact same year really so i've been in there for seven years been checked by security guards twice and it was in the same exact year that's interesting but the same exact guy more than twice. like have you never seen him in there wow only been checked been checked in seven years been checked by a game warden once that's crazy wow. so, so you, the, would, you would expect for the price that you pay mm -hmm. To have a little more security on the area, because you're yeah. paying you're paying good money to hunt that area and expecting the amount of people to be in there that they give quotas for. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, the one it year, was really I was freaking I was pretty heated this year during late buck because I just that's the four days that you're like and usually Thursday Friday in the, in those areas yeah. there's no one in there. Yeah. Because people don't take work off they don't they just so those are like the days that you capitalize. Billy Joe Hillbilly. And, and dude, there was, I got in. on the, one of the main line roads, like, <laughs> on my way to go hunt my spot, 
and I'm just like passing dudes, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, everyone's out today. I'm like, dude, everyone took today off. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start paying attention, and they don't have permits in their windows. I'm like, those mother effers. And then sure, when I leave out another gate, it was wide open. And then when I went into the gate, coming back in that evening, wide open. I'm like, they're just leaving these open, like wide open. And they had the locks on the outside, so you couldn't even close it. Oh, really? Yeah. So they had it like locked open. And it must be, you know, for convenience of the logging trucks in and out, I'm sure. I don't know what it means. Yeah, because it's a weekday. They're, they're working. Yeah. They're so, logging in there. So for these guys, like say they do get caught, what is the, do we know what they the penalty is? They can get in trouble big time. I know well, that. Trespassing, so. if, you have a lo if you have a firearm, it's criminal trespassing, you, it's a felony. And don't get it twisted, mother effers, because all you bastards that I saw in there, I took every single one of your licenses. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Dropped the ball. <laughs> Cause that is, it just pisses me off. It's like, you know, it's like you pay to play and they didn't yeah. pay. Yeah. So get out of my play zone. <laughs> right. Get off, get off my swing set. The, the first year that I bought it, uh, I got checked twice and it seemed like, it seemed like it was a lot just cause I was only in there for a few days, but they were pretty, uh, thorough with their, uh, check. I mean, he had us get out of the pickup. We had to show him our, our driver's license, our, uh, Dude, game wardens remember. don't even ask for that. No, right? <laughs> and they, we had to show them our pass. And then when you're driving around, I don't know how it is then, but you had to have like a number tag hanging in your yeah. your uh, on your mirror. Yeah. So he was pretty thorough with his with his check. Wow. But there, the guys that I ran into were super nice. Check, I mean, yeah, same thing. They were thorough. Asked us for our permit numbers, checked our IDs. Yeah, I mean, they have a job. Like, yeah. I mean, that's obviously so, what they Yeah, do. you yeah. have to have that permit hanging in the window, and then you have to have, like, a thing printed off. Um, but what the security guard told me is the tree farm that I, the area I was hunting, it was one security guard, and he they split days. He would be in one tree farm one day, and then a completely other tree farm 50 miles away the next day. Yeah. So it's like, if you were a guy that wanted to break yeah. that law you were you were pretty much if you figure out where 50, that security guard, yeah you're yeah. you're getting in there and and rolling with, the dice okay yeah. so with the amount of money they're getting from people don't you think they can afford more security marlon i don't know because i don't know what it takes i don't even know what the cost around it yeah. is i mean you mean say it's three hundred dollars and just a specific unit you're we don't know their security numbers, though. We don't know where they have security guards. We don't even know what well, they're like Sean, security. Okay, just say it off like what Sean was saying. If they're having one security guard doing multiple different tree farms every other day, I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose. I, I honestly don't think that like they really even need the security at the end of the day. Like It, it all comes down to like you're given keys that you pay for. I mean, if they get like the you know, the unfortunate, like, people, skeezers that, like, sneak in behind the gates when they're open. Hopefully, at the end of the day, they get locked in, and then they can just deal with that in the morning. Yeah. But, but, dude, that's what you should have done was lock the gate, dude. Yeah. You should have locked it. You should have left as soon as you saw all of them. But, like, at the end of the day, it, you know, the amount of stuff that's been destroyed and all that, like, it's, it's worth it. Like, even if they have even say 150 to 200 people trespass like do people that are sneaking in there are specifically sneaking in there to do what probably hunt poach or poach whatever <laughs> but but that's that's what they're in there for they're not in there like dude i'm gonna sneak into warehouser land 
Like, well, and Dump if they're garbage. if there's if they're if they didn't buy the permit and they're going in there, technically they're poaching, whether it's true during daylight hours in true. the middle of season or not. Yeah, I mean, it's just trespass. Yeah, it's just trespass. Yeah, but they're not like well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not going in there and destroying stuff at the end of the day. They're that's not in poaching. there cutting down trees on someone else's land. Yeah, it's trespassing. Yep, and they consider that poaching. Yeah, I don't know. That's a Fine line. People that are brave enough to do that, you're dumb. Quit doing it. Yeah, that's okay. in my eyes, they're probably not listening to us. Though. Probably not. <laughs> not. You know, going back, going back to like you know, the family stuff is that I used to go back there just for recreation and just I, you know, we all grew up loving loving the woods. Yep. Loving going cruising. You know, that's that's one thing that I do miss about that pay to play is you know, getting off work and going on a drive, just going and seeing what's going on. Or, or fishing, or you know, you just got to pay three hundred fifty bucks, man. <laughs> to, go, to go drive, yeah. That, that, that's one of the that's one of the killers, is because I haven't stepped foot on their land. Since. You think about it though, if you if you spend as much time as you as Marlon does in there, yeah, he is getting I, I, so every penny. Well, it's worth every penny. Multi season, yeah, multi season. Like when you have that, dude, it's so worth it. Especially, like, if you're into predator hunting and stuff like I am. Because do you hunt in there all winter and there's just no one? I saw one guy in there coon hunting. Yeah. Like, with his dogs and he was in there all the time coon hunting. <laughs> what I do got to say, though, is if anybody important from Warehouser, if you're listening to this podcast, this please, is an open invitation. I know. Come but on. please, at least leave it affordable for everybody. Don't yeah. jack up the prices so bad to where, you know, your your average guy can't hunt anymore because because i'm not gonna lie i make pretty decent money and if it gets much higher than it is i ain't buying it yeah because it's because it ain't it, it's gonna get to the point where i'll feel like it ain't worth it yeah literally i will well and you can for this for the amount of if they jack it up anymore you, you can just go just a, you can go on an out of state exactly i'll just go do something else you like, can go on a pretty badass out of state which is yeah, bad news not just for them but in the same sense for washington for, fishing game for fishing game but here's the the thing at the price at the price they have it right now, the price that they have it right now, which I'm pretty, it's I'll have to look, but I think it must be three hundred. It's got to be upward, but it doesn't matter because all the ones that they have, if you go look at the pricing and what they have, ninety percent of them sell out like one to two days when they launch it. Yeah. yeah, they do. So like, is it? Gotta... So wherever they have the price points, like they probably know, like oh, yeah, we got some wiggle room in here. Yeah. Well, and we haven't touched on the walk-in permits yet, so they those have, don't ever sell out. Yeah, I was curious. I was going to ask you, so I didn't know if there was a different quota for the walk-in permits and then the drive-in permits. There so is. There is. There's more. So, like every year, when I look at the the area that I, that I hunt, which quit naming it in this podcast, <laughs> um, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. When we look at that area, there's always like like fifty to seventy-five walk-in permits, like still available every year. People don't buy it. What do they charge for that? Why in the f would you? Honestly, like it's, why would you? I guys, I'll, I know there's a few guys that do because I'll be like driving in and guys will be like hiked all the way up like the top of the first mountain and, I'm, and I'll be like, I'm like, God, I feel bad for that guy. Can you bike? Like that, that you allows you to ride in. a bike in, yeah, yeah you can but bike. not not like a. So e-bike. during elk season, I did does it, see. Does an e-bike count? I don't know. That's, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but during elk, interesting during archery elk season, there was a couple dudes that had two camps actually of guys that had biked in and set up like camps. Yeah, which 
I mean, that's if you're super, gonna buy a walk-in super permit, good idea. If you're gonna buy a walk-in permit, that's the only way yeah. to do it. Except they set them up, one of them up in our area. They need to get out. One thing, <laughs> one thing you got to remember you know too, though. You, <laughs> you know who you are. You got all these guys that bought a drive-in permit, and if you're a die-hard hunter and you're willing to put in the extra effort and go in there and camp like that, you got all these people that are kind of driving around, and they're gonna take the easier route, for sure, the, the easiest possible route they can. Guys that are on foot all the time, you're you're gonna have an advantage there. If you're if you're beating the brush, you're gonna you're you're gonna be able gonna to get, get away from people. You're gonna get to some places that are probably overlooked too. People drive by a lot of. That's places. what I was getting at. First, yeah. like two miles going in, I bet you people just go right on right, right on exactly. Through. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Why like, would you buy a drive-in permit if you're I... if you're only gonna go like a mile or two in? That'd be so stupid. So yeah, that first couple mile, mile barrier could be holding a ton of animals and it's getting overlooked so that's go, a Marlon, good point we just gave you a tip and no it's not because i've looked at the first couple <laughs> miles area oh uh, marlon i've looked at the first couple miles of area <laughs> but i do think that sometimes yeah. i'm like oh because i drive like a lot of times most of the areas that i'm hunting in are way in they're like way into yeah. the middle of the area and i always think like dude i wonder if there's i'm just driving by like freaking hundreds of deer and it probably is Probably because it's like right in the low country, like by all the people's houses. So that's probably where they're all at, yeah. right there. I'll be in hand. And I never see anyone hunting deer. People you know, name like them. That first like couple miles when you there's never anyone hunting. Never. Well, and I noticed like when I bought the permit, they only had one gate open, and but there was areas that you could take a highway to and get to a gate that if you were to go in that main gate, you would have to drive like a two hours way. to get I there. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. If you kind of, you know, play that system, yeah. you, that walk-in permit could be beneficial. Yeah. So. It's all uphill. Yeah. All uphill. Yeah. Oh, you might know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> oh, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, that's another thing to think about it, you know. But the the biggest thing that I, that I do, I really feel bad about is, is like, you get all these old timers. Like, dude, we're young. Like, we're, you know, I, I call it like high-tech redneck, whatever you want to call it. Like, we have our Onyx Strong maps. Backs. We have... We have like so much information at our fingertips that you get these guys that, you know, they've been hunting the same property for 50 40, years. 50 years. And then all of a sudden it's like done. They get hit with this. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, I like, like my heart goes out to them because that sucks, man. I can't imagine like, like I said, I'm fortunate. I, I didn't hunt it a lot, like very, very little. And to have that, like my area that I hunt, like all of a sudden just be like shut down. Like, I, I don't know where to go. But, like, fortunately now, like I said, we have Onyx Maps. We have, like, dude, we have all these, air, like, Google Earth. Dude, we do so much homework now. It's not even funny. Like, that's how we become successful. And that's how I always feel like 10% of the hunters kill 90% of the animals. Yep. And another thing we didn't touch on that I thought was pretty cool is, like, especially for, like, a big family, you oh, can yeah. buy one permit and it covers your wife and all your yeah, kids. immediate family. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they, it has to be your household. Like yeah. it's not, you know. Extended. And that's one of the things I've used it for too a lot. It's like I'll take Sharon and Haley up God, in the dude, hills. I didn't like, even take think about that. That's going to be so like, nice. Yeah. Dude, you can go up in the snow and like play, have a snow day with your family and there's no one up there. Yep. No yeah. tracks. No, no ruts. You can, yeah, take, Just make your out. own tracks. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Wow. It's freaking awesome. I didn't even think about that. That's actually yeah. that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's like your own recreation park. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a huge advantage. And then you can cut advantage. down your Christmas trees. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I 
Now they're going to be. They're going to be getting a phone call. They're going to be getting a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> All those Jack first stumps. That was Marlin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now, I, you know, kind of close up for me is I, I don't disagree with them, but they, they they did hurt me in a way. They hurt your feelings. They hurt my feelings. You know, I, I had a the first three elk I killed were on Warehouser when it was open to the public, and. Uh, since I've I've not bought a permit and that's that's my choice, you know. I could I could buy a permit, you know. Are you telling me your elk are not worth three hundred dollars? The area that I hunted is accessible by drive-in, so I banked on getting back there on bicycle or foot and having pretty much free reign on the whole entire area. I mean, no, there we ran in like five years we hunted in there. I think we ran into like maybe half a dozen guys wow in in five years and it was pretty awesome i mean chate some really really good memories in there of that area not always successful but just the amount of elk we seen and just chasing around the mountain and the opportunities that we did have that sometimes weren't you know successful but that's where i'm hurt you know yeah we opened it to driving in and kind of Kind of ruined it for me. There's no point, honestly, in my opinion, there's no point in me hunting hunting it if you're not going to work for it. Like, I worked for that area and walked in, biked in, whatever whatever way we chose. Now somebody like Marlin can just drive now, in now there we and can just, smoke them. Now, we can just, now, that, <laughs> now people can just drive in. And that kind of takes it away from me. You know, I don't like seeing vehicles back where I'm hunting. I, I like being on foot. I like gates. I really like gates because I'll I'll work harder. So have you seen like more animals like over the years, Marlon? Like I mean, because we were talking about like being able to pass up. Yeah, the I think he, he said you know but, like the animals you know when you put a price on the permit to go in there and it and it reduces the amount of people that are going in there, you're gonna see more animals. Absolutely. I do I do believe that. Yeah. yeah, you definitely do, especially during archery season. Oh, early early or late. Like early. Oh, really? Like, dude, that first rain, sometimes you can go in there and see 50, 60, 70 deer. Wow. I'm not even kidding. It's insane. That's amazing. It's, that's, uh, and that's very good for the area that you're hunting. That's I'm not even kidding. Why do you think Josh and his dad buy the permit every year? Yeah. That's exponentially I mean, it's, way better than it used to be. I, yeah. I know that because I I know people who used to hunt that area, and I, that's that's amazing that you're seeing yeah. that many deer. Yeah. So I well, do think there is pluses to the to the permit. I, I think there is more advantages than disadvantage in in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, I do. I agree with. Do that. I agree with everything Warehouser's doing? No, they're a giant corporate company, and their end goal at the end of the day is money and profit. And it's they a don't, business. If they it don't make dollars. At the end of the day, sense. they probably don't give two shits about elk and deer. Yeah. And that's the sad <laughs> part about it. And that's where I wish there was a little bit of, you know, yeah, we pay to hunt their lands, but it'd be nice if they. Return the favor. You know, if they would show that they cared a little bit about the animals. If and, they could put something You know, and, I, and maybe they do. Maybe, yeah. maybe they do more than what we know. Because I know they have, like, wildlife biologists and stuff that work certain permit areas and stuff. Yep. So, And I don't know what they do. So maybe they do do some stuff that we don't know. But I know the way the land is managed is not conducive to what typical, like... <clears throat> animals like like there's just no the clear cut dude some of the clear cuts won't have food for three freaking years like i'm not <laughs> well, even kidding it'll be know, insane 
It, it looks like a be, bomb went off. Dude, it will the, look like the cut Hiroshima limbs, for three yeah. years. The cut limbs, the, the, the noxious weeds, you know. I mean, they can so. definitely do a better job. And then this, this is not just warehouses. And I'm sure a lot of timber companies. And I yeah. actually was told by another timber company on why they can't do this locally is because they get they get complaints. They can't do controlled burns anymore because they get complaints yeah. from uh, suburban areas. And people don't understand. Suburban like, areas, when, I tell you. Back in high school, that was my job. I was a fire tender. I I got paid to go watch slash piles burn. That's an awesome That's a job. job. It, it used to be a job. <laughs> I got here. Not a lot of money. Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, regardless, I didn't mean to get us derailed. I didn't mean to get us derailed. But I, what I was saying is, obviously, we don't agree with everything Warehouser does, but. Not just where or any of the timberlands, yeah. but well, anyways, I'm gonna keep buying my permit. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up in closing, guys. Give us some feedback on how you guys feel about this. Uh, Pay to play. Yeah, this topic. It's it's a tough one for other some and and not so much for others. Uh, but give us some feedback. Let us know how you guys feel about this. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. And I really hope that you're enjoying everything that we're talking about and, and learning from it. Yeah. Um, we got a bunch of good suggestions on that post that I made. I don't know if you guys saw. So we need to go through there and start tackling a lot of those subjects. Okay. Yeah. So I have a I wrote, ton of good suggestions from things yeah. people want to hear us talk about. Yeah, and I wrote all those down. And a lot of those were already on our list yeah. that we had. But uh, I love that. I love that everybody... You know, gave the interaction, us man. ideas. Dude, I love we're, it. we're making them yeah. for them, so yeah, exactly. we're making them for them to, to listen to and, and hang out with us. So let's make what they want. Awesome. Well, thank and you guys for listening. Challenge yourself to pick up garbage, absolutely, whether on public or private land. Dude, Seriously, big challenge. challenge it. That's a good one, yeah. Dude, challenge yeah. yourself. I think that rendezvous. I think we should plan that in the future. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out on the page. Let's let's make a date, dude. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's not talk about. Absolutely. it. Let's do it. Yep. For sure, I like that, Sean. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. See you later, guys.